0: It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. As we record this, it's January 18th, 2023. Glad you've joined us on this edition of the podcast. Later on, we'll hear from Indy Fuel defenseman Andrew Parrott and also the assistant coach of the Indy Fuel, Kevin Moore, as our guests on this edition of the podcast will also take a look back at last week's four-game week, a fruitful one for the Fuel as they went 3-1 and one in those four games. It is the exact midpoint of the 2022-23 schedule for the Fuel. It is the all-star break in the ECHL as well. And Indy currently sits in first place in the Central Division with a 25-10-1 record. They are tied with the Newfoundland Growlers for second place overall in the league behind the Idaho Steelheads, who are six points ahead of the Fuel. They are 28-6-1, and, and they've been playing some great hockey all year. So have the Fuel. Indy last week goes 3-1, and, and again, as has been a theme all season, bouncing back from losses. When coming off of a regulation loss this season, the Fuel are 9 and one and Saturday night was the ninth of those victories. After falling to Cincinnati three to one, they defeated the Kalamazoo Wings three to two. We're at the midpoint of the schedule, but the Fuel have only played fourteen home games. That means about sixty percent of the remaining schedule twenty two of the thirty six remaining games will be at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, which is a tremendous boost to this Fuel team as they hit the second part of the year and. These next couple of weeks are going to be really busy as Indy begins the second of four consecutive 3-3 and weekends this weekend with two games at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum sandwiched in between a trip to Fort Wayne to take on the Comets. And we'll see the same thing next week as the Fuel have... Two home games against Jacksonville, then go to Kalamazoo on Sunday, and then the following week when they play Friday night in Cincinnati, and then they're home to face Kansas City on Saturday and Sunday, the first weekend in February. So it's a busy time for the Fuel, but the good thing is is that the majority of their games will be at the friendly confines of the Indiana Farmers Coliseum from here on out, and... Things are looking pretty solid for the Fuel right now. Alex Weidman currently sits 7th in the league in scoring 12 goals and 28 assists, 40 points in 36 games with the Fuel. And matter of fact, he, Spencer Watson, and Andrew Perrott are the three players who have suited up in all 36 games for the Fuel this season. Seamus Malone played in the ECHL All-Star game on Monday night, had a goal in Norfolk for the Western Conference All-Stars as well. He has 13 goals, 20 assists on the year, and is an all-situations player for the Fuel. Chad Yetman comes in absolutely red-hot. He is on a 12-game scoring streak. Now, that's been interrupted by a couple of stints in the American Hockey League. 15 goals, 29 points in 25 games, and he has goals in seven consecutive games. And he is also the Fuel's leading goal scorer, on the year. He's also plus 17 leading the team in that category. The Fuel getting a really good goaltending from Zach Driscoll, Mitchell Weeks when he is here. They're both in the top 20 in goals against average in the league and also Cam Gray who is 2 and 1 in his 3 starts with the Fuel. Needless to say, lots of good things happening with this Indy Fuel hockey team as we head to the second half of the season. And of course, lots of opportunities to see the fuel as well. We are going to let you know about all of the upcoming promotions and upcoming games in a bit. But first, let's take a look back at last week as the fuel went three and one in the week and they are now eight and two since returning from the Christmas break and on Wednesday, January 11th, they capped a four-game swing against the Iowa Heartlanders. They went 2-1 and one in Coralville to start the year and then returned to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum to finish that four-game set. The two teams were scoreless through the first period, even though the Fuel really dominated the period, until Luke Brown scored a power play goal with four seconds left in the period to give the Fuel a one to nothing lead. Iowa tied it. But just moments later, Carson Rose scored his first ECHL goal to untie it. This would turn out to be the game winner. And the uh, draw from the center dot won by Iowa. Trey Phillips' pass picked off by Rose.
1: Carson Rose left circle scores! Carson Rose with the interception! He skates! Into the left wing circle and wristed past Kaspersky and the Fuel have regained the lead. It's two to one.
0: Not long after, Cam Hillis provided an important insurance goal, scoring his 10th of the year. Zach Driscoll would not see a lot of action. He made 20 saves in the game, but several of those 20 were point blank 10 bell saves as the Fuel preserve a three to one victory over the heartlanders on wednesday night friday night they went to cincinnati dropped a three to one decision to the cyclones Seamus malone scored in the first period for the fuel but cincinnati scored a pair of power play goals midway through the second and then justin vive added a late insurance goal in the third for the cyclones the next night, the Fuel returned to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum and played in front of the largest crowd in franchise history. 6,559 fans arrived on Star Wars night to see the Fuel take on the Kalamazoo Wings. It was a back-and-forth battle. that The Fuel found themselves chasing the score 36 seconds in when Max Humitt scored. Not long after, Spencer Watson tied it up. Together with the puck. Sajan is able to dig it free but sends it up to the point picked off by Spencer Watson he and Weidman work two on two across the line they hit the trailer into the left wing circle now puts on the brakes and waits for reinforcement
1: shot score Tim Hillis from the left wing circle we'll see if it got deflected on the way in but the fuel have tied the game at one it's going to be Spencer Watson's goal
0: Again, Kalamazoo took the lead in the second period. Again, it was Spencer Watson taking this feed from Alex Weidman, tying the game at two midway through the period. Up to the point, Kuzmeski, Rister just wide, rebound taken below
1: the end line by Weidman, zips it across for shot to goal. The fuels four check goes to work. Alex Weidman recovers the puck, sends it across to Spencer Watson for a catch and release. From the left circle, what? he's going to pair, and we're tied at two.
0: Late in the period, the fuel were killing a penalty. Andrew Ballant got a shorthanded breakaway and was taken down from behind, being awarded a penalty shot. Ballant was stopped on the penalty shot, but a minute later, he blocked a shot at his own line while still shorthanded and had this breakaway
1: up to the point. LeBlanc shot blocked out to center. Here's another potential short-handed breakaway for Andrew Bullock. This time, he scores! (laughs) Block shot at his own line. And Andrew Bullock with redemption stopped on the penalty shot. This time, he beats the D. Beats Cormier. It's a short-handed goal. And the Fuel lead at 3-2. Again, had a defenseman swiping at him to prevent the breakaway. He was able to skate through it, settle the puck down and beat Cormier on the club side. Time of the goal, 1953. It is the Fuels league leading 10th shorthanded goal of the year and it gives him a 3-2 lead.
0: Zach Driscoll and the Fuel defense made it stand up, allowing just six shots in the third period. Driscoll made 24 saves in a 3-2 Fuel victory. For Spencer Watson, his two goals were his first two-goal game since last March and marked his sixth and seventh of the year. He's starting to get hot, so is Luke Brown. They each scored a pair on Sunday as the Fuel traveled to Fort Wayne. Indy fell behind 3-1 to one after a period, but Luke Brown's second of the game, a power play goal, drew Indy within one, midway through the second. However, that was answered by the Comet's Drake Rimshaw, sending the fuel to the third period, down by two goals. Then it was the Spencer Watson show. He took a feed from his twin brother, Matt, and buried a breakaway, two minutes and 14 seconds in to draw the fuel within one, then tied the game six minutes later on a feed from Cam Hillis. Oliver Cooper gave Fort Wayne a lead midway through the period, but Chad Yetman extended his scoring streak to seven consecutive games with a goal by getting loose in front of the net at 12.06 of the third. Yetman returning from the American Hockey League earlier that day and being inserted into the lineup provided a key goal to tie the game. And then in overtime, Cam Hillis won it with his 11th of the year on the power play giving the fuel a six to five victory and giving them victories in three out of the four games on the weekend. Lots of hockey coming up at the Indiana farmers coliseum and for the fuel this Friday night. January 20th, they will be hosting the Cincinnati Cyclones. It's a do three one seven night. Enjoy $3 beverages, $1 hot dogs, and $7 special t-shirts while they last on January 20th. Then on Saturday night, the fuel will travel to Fort Wayne, then return home Sunday for the Kids Club Takeover game. It's also a family fun day. As members of Nitro's Kids Club will run the show by helping our MC, PA announcer, and taking over other game day jobs. And all kids 12 and under eat free. We'll also have a post-game skate on Sunday, January 22nd, as the Fuel will take on the Wheeling Nailers. Next weekend is going to be a special one as well as the Jacksonville Icemen and our old friend Charles Williams come to town January twenty seventh, Friday night. It's Hot Dogs or Sandwiches Night and another 2317 night with $3 beverages, $1 hot dog sandwiches, and $7 special t shirts while they last. Saturday night, one of the great nights of the year, Blackhawks Night, as the fuel take on Jacksonville. The Madhouse on Madison returns to Indianapolis as the fuel celebrate the Blackhawks. We'll have Chris Chelios as our special guest on Saturday, January twenty-eighth. Blackhawks night with the Indy Fuel and the Jacksonville Iceman. The Fuel will then travel to Kalamazoo on Sunday the 29th to wrap up January. Make a quick road trip on February 3rd and then February 4th and 5th. The Kansas City Mavericks will be here. And just to let you know, Saturday the 4th will be another one of our special nights. Hockey Fights Cancer Night as... We recognize the fight against all forms of cancer, benefiting Community Health Network as we honor those throughout the night that have either fought, are currently fighting, or have lost their fight against cancer. That's always a special game as well. So get your tickets for any of those games at Ticketmaster.com, the a Farmers Coliseum box office, or you can get ticket info by calling the Indy Fuel office during business hours at 317-925-FUEL. And, of course, the face-off for all of those games will be 7 o'clock, except the Sunday games, which will be a 3 p.m. face-off at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Let's take this opportunity to meet our guests on this edition of the program. Our first is Indy Fuel defenseman Andrew Perrott, and Andrew is a rookie This season with the Fuel, and it's a familiar last name because his father played for the Indianapolis Ice in the 1997-98 and 98-99 seasons, playing for Bob Ferguson and Bruce Cassidy with the Ice when they were a Blackhawks affiliate. Scored a big goal in overtime to extend a playoff series against the Cincinnati Cyclones in 99. Very popular player during his year and a half here his son, Andrew, born shortly after Nathan's stint with the ice when he was playing in Cleveland and now is a rookie defenseman for the Fuel. And Andrew grew up in the Cleveland area and went up to Canada to play his junior hockey for the London Knights, one of the great organizations and the Owen Sound attack, as well as the Windsor Spitfires last year, where he was an alternate captain and the Spitfires advanced. To the Ontario Hockey League Championship Series before signing a contract this summer with the Rockford Ice Hogs, and he has been with the fuel. 12 points in 36 games, a plus five for him. He scored his first pro goal earlier this season on a breakaway on home ice. Feed it out in front, comes to Barry, turns left circle shot, blocked. Here comes a breakaway opportunity for Perron. He comes in, takes the backhand, scores! And then he later added an overtime winner in Iowa for his second goal of the season. Here is that conversation with Indy Field defenseman Andrew Parrott. Last time you were on this ice, you uh, scored your first pro goal. Uh, and then last week had an overtime goal as well. Just describe what it was like for you to get that first goal, especially the way it came, kind of a defenseman's dream off of a shot block and then a breakaway and you know how special that was for you.
2: Yeah, it was a fortunate bounce. Uh, Just kicked my foot out, and I saw it kick out to the middle, so I just tried to race after and had a lot of time. And for me, getting that first one off my back was definitely a special feeling, especially in front of the home fans we have here uh, against – I would say probably our biggest rival so far mm-hmm. this year in Cincy and a really good team over there. So for me to get that just with the setting and the mm-hmm. entire circumstance was a very special moment for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, obviously a big goal and a win as well. And then last Wednesday you end up walking one off uh, with, with an overtime winner. How special is that to uh, to be able to, to score an overtime goal? Um, I don't do it very often, so it was,
2: it was very special as well. Uh, anytime you can do something like that to contribute directly to your team's success or team win is uh, is a positive and for me I just want to keep things going in the right direction and hopefully keep helping the team
0: win uh, Describe how your year has gone so far as a rookie and you know, what has the adjustment to pro hockey been like moving, on, moving up from the OHL? I think
2: my season so far has, has been really positive I think uh, there's a big difference you can see in my game and my confidence and just Every part of my game has elevated since my first week here, mm-hmm. and I think that's noticeable to anyone who's seen all of our games this year. And then the biggest transition from junior to pro probably has been just everyone's intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys you're playing with and playing against, they're just a lot smarter, have been a- around the block. Uh, guys are much older than me in this league and a little bit older so they have a little bit more years of experience under their belt whether it's pro hockey or just hockey in general in their lifetime so they're
0: really smart and thinking ahead for sure. Kind of got a little bit of a taste of things in Europe a couple of years ago what was that like and I know it was basically because you didn't really get a chance to play in the OHL because the COVID year what was it like for you to play in Europe and learn that style of hockey as well? It was fun, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, bigger ice
2: sheets over there, mm-hmm. so I got to expand my game a little bit. But you have to move your feet over there, for sure, mm-hmm. with the bigger ice sheets. So for me, it, it definitely mm-hmm. allowed me to advance my game in that direction, being able to move my feet and use the wider ice to my advantage and working on my, on my lateral movement as a defenseman defensively and with the puck offensively, uh, breaking pucks out and jumping up in the rush. So for me, I think I elevated that part of my game over there and got to work on that. And bringing it back over here to the smaller ice uh, was an adjustment, but I think with how well I worked on it over there, it, it translated very well.
0: Uh, the uh, playing in the Ontario Hockey League, and obviously last year, you had a chance to go to the finals with Windsor. And how did the OHL and essentially the pro-style schedule that you play help prepare you to be a professional? Uh, with the style of
2: the schedule and everything in the OHL, you have to be a pro right away, especially at a young age, mm-hmm. with however many games you play. and Especially last season, I think I played 90-something games total with preseason, regular season playoffs combined. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a lot of hockey in, in one year. And just every day you have to come to the rink prepared to be a pro and take every day seriously and make sure you're doing the right things away from the ranker as well and taking care of your body every day because if you don't take care of your body for one day that's two days extra you got to put together to recover for that one day taking off so I think last year definitely helped coming into this year because we have a 72 game schedule plus uh, a playoff push mm-hmm. that I think we'll have because we have a really good team so uh, that definitely helped me and matured me uh for this moment and for this year what has been your favorite thing about being here in indy so far um probably just the group of guys I, mm-hmm. I sit next to chris cameron in the room in Lemos and lee mosen uh i i think i've told both of them a hundred times that this might be the funniest group of guys i've ever played with in my life like everyone from top to bottom is just super genuine and super funny and we have a lot of laughs and um we have a really good team too so it makes things a lot easier on everyone and everyone's most of the time having a good time because we're winning a lot and having a good time while doing it so hopefully we can just keep that trending in the right direction and just stay
0: positive look after each other and keep doing what we're doing as a group grew up in the cleveland area is it nice to be somewhat close to home where your family is able to come watch you play
2: yeah my mom has been down a couple times mm-hmm. my my cousin is been down a couple times, so it's it's very nice having mm-hmm. them uh, be able to come down whenever because it is very close. Uh, I wasn't Owen Sound last year, so that's that's about seven and a half hours, so that's mm-hmm. far. But then when I got traded to Windsor, that's only two and a half, so. so- um, I got to see him a lot at the second half of last year, playoffs especially, and then uh, coming here to Indy definitely has, has made everything super easy on that front as well.
0: Uh, your dad was a popular player here when he uh, played here for a year and a half. How's he doing, and uh, you know, how important was he in, in your development as a hockey player?
2: Uh, he's doing good, and he's been very vital mm-hmm. in my development as a hockey player, especially at a young age, um, just Come to my games, watching what I need to work on, telling me kind of little things that'll help me uh, progress and develop in my game at an early age. Uh, obviously, playing at the highest level, so I got to a little learn a little bit of like small details that you don't really learn until later in your career. That I might have had the advantage of learning at an early age with him in my corner. But now he kind of just, he's kind of just a fan. He just watches and tells me to listen to my coaches and, uh, do what they tell me and, uh, help the team. His biggest piece of advice is helping the team win because of, uh, the the team's winning. Everyone has individual success as well. So, uh, that's the biggest piece of
0: advice. Our next guest is the Indy Fuels assistant coach, Kevin Moore. He comes to the Fuel from Princeton University where he was a goaltending coach a year ago. Before that, he spent a year as the head coach at St. Scholastica College. And prior to that, stints at Adrian College as an assistant to Adam Krug, a former assistant coach with the Indiana Ice. And then prior to that as well, a stint at Princeton University. He was a goaltender at UMass Amherst and briefly played professionally in the Federal Hockey League and played one game in the ECHL with the Evansville Icemen 10 seasons ago and has been climbing the coaching ladder ever since. This is his first professional coaching gig. And Kevin Moore has been really key, obviously a former goaltender, so he can work with the goaltenders, but also really works with the defense with the Fuel and has been Duncan Dalmeo's right-hand man all season long. And so here is our chat with Indy Fuel assistant coach, Kevin Moore. Coach, uh, about halfway through your first season here with Indy, just describe what this year has been like for you as you've transitioned from the college game to to pro hockey and what it's been like working with this group of guys.
3: Yeah, it's it's been a, a learning experience for mm-hmm. sure. And, and that was the goal of this year for me was, was to learn and to grow. And, um, you know, it was clear from... The interview process looking for pro jobs that i wanted to work for dunks it was a matter if he he wanted me to work for him um but he just he just seemed like a guy who was aligned with me and kind of having a growth mindset and, and he was truly the only guy who said like he knew i was going to come in and make mistakes and learn and grow and that mm-hmm. was okay um whereas other interviews weren't like that so you know it, it truly has been a learning experience to there's been ups and downs for sure in terms of like where you're like hmm I didn't know that about the game and, and you're glad you're learning it and you know that's that's really a testament to, to Dunks and, and just the high quality hockey players we have but I've loved it like Indy's awesome I love you know Fisher's where we live is awesome uh, you know I've had family members and, and my girlfriend visit and, and they've loved the area It's just, it's it's been awesome you know the people and the players and everybody's been awesome
0: just describe the relationship you and dunks have and how you work as a team to to lead this team
3: yeah uh i mean it's it's built on truth Mm -hmm. we just we we both don't have a problem telling the truth to each other and um sometimes that gets uncomfortable but you know i think that relationship has also rubbed off on the players where they can be truthful with us and we can be Mm -hmm. truthful with them so when they see us doing that um i think that's been been just huge for the team and you know, it, it also is in some ways a a teaching <laughs> yeah. relationship, right? Like he he's just really sharp with the X's and O's, and really mm-hmm. sharp with making changes to tactics on the fly. And mm-hmm. and you know, I'm just trying to absorb as much as I can. You know, when he talks to me and tells me things, and mm-hmm. um, you know, but we're, we're certainly we've built a lot of trust just very quickly here.
0: You were a goalie uh, as a player. Now you're largely in charge of the defense. How do you transition that and use that experience you have as a goaltender as far as coaching, especially the the back end of this team?
3: Yeah, so th- this is my second time running the D as a coach, and I, I did it at Adrian College. Um, and, you know, when you're a goalie, you're very aware of how scoring chances happen. Mm-hmm. And so from, from that outlook where you're looking at things coming at you, the transition to coaching D is not – Not really that difficult because a lot of, you know, rushes are coming at you. A lot of things in zone are coming downhill now, three high, stuff like that. So, you know, it really is just taking, making sure that the defensemen understand small details and understand the details that that help them be good within the system. And, you know, goalie coaching is all small details. Everything's small details. So, like, that transition, pretty easy. And I think there's an advantage in some ways because you also... I can talk to what it's like to be the goalie back there when Mm -hmm. the D are making certain decisions that are maybe gray area decisions and Mm -hmm. and help them, you know, understand how to do it better.
0: Especially because this is very much a developmental league and you've got some guys that are vets like Keone, but uh, some other guys that are very young and transitioning to pro hockey and... Mm -hmm what is that like to see their development and see them grow and you look at a guy like a Matt Watson and how far he has come in the last few games where he's now a regular part of your lineup and and really contributing and is a plus player for you and, and as well as guys like Perot, who's a rookie who's kind of growing and getting better game after game and yeah, how much fun is it to see that level of development from the guys that you're coaching?
3: It's it's a blast. It's why I'm coaching. Yeah. It's you know it's why I was coaching in college. It's why <laughs> I did private lessons. It, it's it's seeing people grow is is what really makes me happiest in this job. And so, um, you know, it's it's just really nice when guys like like Parade and guys mm-hmm. like Matt like they just absorb things so quickly mm-hmm. and, and they're they're hungry to learn and they're they really want to work at it. So it I don't know. It, it's rewarding to see the guys who work hard and the guys who listen just take off that way because that's 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 why I'm doing it yeah.
0: your year as a head coach at St. Scholastica what was that like and how has that prepared you for for working in the pros now that was
3: fantastic mm-hmm. I, I mean I think it it allowed me to to learn by doing you know mm-hmm. you, you as an assistant you're a lot of times you're listening whereas I feel like I learned best by doing so when I get the responsibility of being a head coach you just know you have to be on top of everything all the time, and and it just makes you a better assistant coach, and it helps you also understand you know what Dunks is going through day to day, where where maybe you can be really helpful, um, you know, on an emotional level, not just just on the hockey side of it, because you know what he's going through, and you, you know how hard that is, and you know I, I loved Skalaska. It was it was a I had such a good group, and I had a mm-hmm. senior class that I'll never forget, and, and Carson Rose and Nate Pionk were a part of that senior mm-hmm. class. So it was. It's super cool to be able to coach them again because, uh, you know, the, there are guys like the Matt Watsons and the Perry. Mm-hmm. They developed and they they did everything you asked them and more. and And those are the guys you want to coach and. You know, I'm lucky to be here and have them here.
0: How special is it for you to coach those guys again, but also some other guys like Belant and Cam Gray that you that you had a chance to coach at a previous stop, and now you're back reunited with those guys.
3: It's it's super special, and it, and it made the transition really easy for me. You know, especially some of the tougher times early where you're still adjusting the pro, and you know, just seeing faces that you've coached that you know they know what you're capable of it you know it certainly helps and um it's pretty special i don't know how how often any coaches, head or assistant at the pro level get to have this many guys you've Mm -hmm. coached in the past so i'm really thankful for that Uh,
0: you worked with adam krig at adrian uh, at princeton as well you had good coaches to work with how did they influence you as coaches
3: and yeah, I mean, they, they were life-changing. Adam mm-hmm. Krug and Ron Cogarty, um were life-changing for me. And, um, you know, the assistants at Princeton and well at, at the time was Ron. And, um, you know, they just showed me what it took to prepare. Mm-hmm. They showed me what it took to connect with people and, and to be positive and um, really just to make sure that you're, you're doing the right thing by people and, and not forgetting that and never forgetting how important people are because, mm-hmm. you know... Treating your players the right way, treating the staffs the right way, treating each other the right way, that that's how you have a good culture, and that, that's really what Ron and, and Adam taught me.
0: That's Kevin Moore. I want to thank him and Andrew Perrot for their time as we chatted with them prior to the two home games last week. The Fuel will be back home Friday night, 7 o'clock face-off against the Cincinnati Cyclones for a due 3-1-7 night, and then... After a trip to Fort Wayne on Saturday, back home Sunday to take on the Wheeling Nailers for a 3 o'clock faceoff. Again, that's the second of four consecutive 3 and 3 weekends for the Fuel. The following weekend, the 27th and 28th, they'll be here against the Jacksonville Icemen. And the 28th will be a special night on the calendar, Blackhawks night the night before, another 2-3-1-7 night Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. They will go quickly. The last two weekend home games we've had have been sellouts and the two biggest crowds in franchise history. So if you want to guarantee your seat, get them now at Ticketmaster.com or the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office. Head to IndieFuelHockey.com or call 317-925-FUEL. I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast I am the broadcast voice of the fuel, Andrew Smith. We will see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.